Hi, this is Mackie Shulstone with another Maximum Wellness Podcast. My topic today is Research Sheds Light on the Optimum Vitamin D Blood Values. According to researchers from the Vitamin D Skin and Bone Laboratory, Section Endocrinology, Diabetes, Nutrition, and Weight Management, Boston University School of Medicine, and the Department of Medicine and the Faculty of Medicine at Maladol University in Bangkok, Thailand, quote, although it is still debatable what level of serum 25-hydroxyvitamin D is optimal, it is advisable to increase vitamin D intake and have sensible sunlight exposure to maintain serum 25-hydroxyvitamin D at least 30 nanograms per milliliter and preferably at 40 to 60 nanograms per milliliter to achieve the optimal overall health benefits of vitamin D, end quote. I open with this definitive statement on what blood level of the tested form of vitamin D, which is called 25-OHD, is necessary to achieve since the Boston co-study author, Michael F. Hollick, in my opinion, is one of the world's leading experts on this topic. The topic, Immunological Effects of Vitamin D on Human Health and Disease, that being the study, appeared in the December issue of Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise. It qualifies current recommendations of vitamin D deficiency, a blood level of less than 20 nanograms per milliliter, and insufficiency, between 20 to 30 nanograms per milliliter, with a specific blood range, preferably between 40 to 60 nanograms per milliliter, for the, quote, optimal overall health benefits of vitamin D, end quote. The researchers comment that vitamin D, which regulates calcium and phosphate metabolism, is critical in maintaining skeletal integrity while also functioning as an immunomodulatory hormone called a seco hormone or secondary hormone. Now, Hollick and his fellow co-author, let me, let me try not and butcher this uh, Taiwanese name, Nipith Sharongam, note that there is a vitamin D link with the incidence and severity of many disorders, such as psoriasis, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, type 1 diabetes, and infectious diseases. Specifically, and I'll quote, experimental studies have shown that vitamin D has significant biological activities on the innate and adaptive immune systems, end quote. Hollick and his Thailand associate execute, or executed, I should say, a review examining the biological effects of vitamin D on the immune system and its association with several types of immune-related diseases and conditions, in addition to the impact of vitamin D that it has relative to prevention and treatment of immune-related uh, diseases. Vitamin D gains access to the human system via sunlight exposure, also diet, and nutritional supplements. The active forms include vitamin D2, known as ergosterol, obtained in the diet from yeast, sun-dried and irradiated mushrooms, and plants, while the active form D3 is manufactured internally from dietary sources derived from things like cod liver oil and oily fish. Once in the system, 
the liver converts both the vitamin D2 and 3 to the 25-OHD. That's actually measured in the lab studies. Then the kidneys complete the task by transforming that 25-OHD to the active form, the 125-OHD2. In order to meet the recommended vitamin D intake, the Endocrine Society guidelines state that adults who are at risk for vitamin D deficiency should strive for between 1,500 and 2,000 international units per day, with an upper limit of 10,000 IUs. The review concluded, among other variables, and I'm going to quote, most of the evidence to date suggests that maintenance of a healthy vitamin D status is important for modulating the body's immune function. Low serum levels of the 25-OHD that are measured are associated with multiple immune-related diseases, including autoimmune disorders and infectious diseases. However, Hollick and his uh, Taiwanese colleague, uh, Sharon Gum, point out that, quote, there is less convincing evidence that vitamin D is an effective treatment strategy for autoimmune diseases and infectious diseases, with a few exceptions documented in their review. They go on to add that whether vitamin D therapy is effective, is, is effective as an adjunctive immunomodulatory agent for treatment of most diseases, it is still controversial based on heterogeneous findings from clinical trials. Using this data, it makes sense that you ought to work closely with your personal physician to determine the best approach to assess your vitamin D status, some of which I've outlined for you, with appropriate intake guidelines as the ultimate objective. The bottom line, vitamin D can now be measured in uh, laboratory studies from your blood, and um, it's an important thing to do, uh, and I will tell you that over the years, when I started at 55, my vitamin D requirement was much lower to get my um, uh, 25 OHD in the 40 to 60 nanogram per milliliter range. And now it's almost triple. But as I said, you have to go with your doctor because you don't want to take too much vitamin D. It is a fat-soluble vitamin. And uh, it's important that the right amount be done uh, if you are needed to go above the Endocrine, Endocrine Society's guidelines as, as a base. If you want more information, you can go to MackieShellstone.com and sign up for MackieMail. You get this podcast, my script, and you also uh, get my TV segment that comes out on Friday uh, along with the script for that. There's a lot of information on the site. It's all free. 25,000 people get Mackie Mail free of charge every week. Sign up at MackieShellstone.com. Following me on Facebook and Twitter is easy. It's at Mackie Shellstone. So two days before the Christmas Day, I wish all of you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I ask that God bless you and keep you safe, healthy, prosperous, and happy as we all wait for the option to have access to the COVID-19 um, vaccines, which now will expand, I believe, to two. So until next week, I'm Mackie Shellstone, and I will talk to you then.